I need to step away from this because if it's not healthy for me, how can it be healthy for others? And I'm getting more and more unhealthy and more and more confused by what am I supposed to be doing? What I was preaching to other women to do wasn't working. It wasn't working for me. It's actually part of the reason why I left the consumer fitness industry. I've done everything else, so I can't do more. What happens if I do less? Cardio versus strength training, aerobics or weightlifting, which is better? If you're a woman trying to get in incredible shape, how should you prioritize your time when it comes to exercise? Today, I'm gonna to share with you evidence-based research as well as my own anecdotal experience. I'm also going to give you my exact exercise regimen. What I'm doing currently, this is kind of an update where I broke down exactly what I do every single day of the week. And be sure to stay tuned to the end where I'm actually going to give you every single exercise to my favorite full body strength training program. Hey, my name is Shalene Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me here on The Shalene Show. Once again, I'm in another hotel room. We're actually putting together, building, whatever you wanna call it, assembling a YouTube studio at our house in Florida. But I'm like, why? I don't really even know why we're doing this because we're always traveling. So here we are back in another hotel room. I know many of you know my story. However, some of you, this might be the very first podcast you've ever tuned into. Maybe you did my workout videos. Maybe you did my turbo kick workouts at the gym that you worked out at. I've been creating exercise programs since 1996. And so my programs were in health clubs across the United States, eventually across the globe. Initially, my husband and I developed a fitness company where we designed fitness programs like workouts, exercise workouts that fitness instructors would teach to their students at the clubs. And the health clubs around the globe had our programs. They were called Turbo Kick, Hip Hop Hustle, Pio. At a certain point, we caught the attention of infomercial companies, and many of you might know me from infomercial land. So once we moved from serving instructors, then we started creating consumer workouts. And the consumer workouts also included Pio, Turbo Fire, Turbo Jam, and Shalene Extreme. Shalene Extreme was a strength training program. So you might know me from one of those cardiovascular workouts, and the majority of those workouts were cardiovascular workouts, but more specifically, they were high intensity and high impact. So for more than 20 years, my primary focus was high intensity, high impact cardiovascular workouts. And that's what I sold, that's what I created, that's eventually what I created for consumers. However, I myself have always been someone who strength trained. I have been strength training for at least four days a week, probably just as long as I've been doing cardio. But there's more to the story. It's the type of cardio I was doing and what I was doing with my nutrition that didn't allow for me to get results from my strength training. And I think it's important for you to know that because some of you might be like, I've been doing strength training and I've been doing cardio and I'm just not seeing results. So let's start first with the question of like, what is your goal? So if your goal is weight loss, if your goal is to improve your metabolism, if your goal is to just live a longer life and be more active, more fit, have more functional strength and adaptability, right? Like you, you can just like do life and it's a little easier for you. That's a little different versus somebody who's watching who's like, I really want to sculpt my body. I want to look banging. I want to look like the best I've ever looked. I just want you to know that at any age that is possible. But those are two very different goals. What I would prescribe for you is going to vary based on what it is that you want to achieve. So I'm just going to share with you my personal goal, what it was I wanted to achieve and how I've been able to accomplish it. And then we'll kind of like backtrack a little bit and talk about what you could do if the goal was just to be healthy and just to like make sure you have a strong cardiovascular system, that you've got good bone strength, et cetera. But like you're not trying to like change your physique in any way. You just want to like maintain your weight. 
Okay, let's go back in time to when I was doing cardio all the time. I was focused on high intensity interval training and very high impact workouts. My belief, as was many other people's at that time, was like, if you trained really hard, you're gonna burn like more calories in one minute than you would like say walking. So like, why would I be walking if I could burn more calories doing these high intensity workouts? I also believed like if some is good, then more must be better. And I did excessive amounts of cardio work. So not only was I usually teaching a one hour class per day, I often was also designing choreography in my home gym, high intensity, often recording that to send to like, you know, other people I was working with to get their feedback on it or to teach them those routines. In addition to that, I was running long distances because I believe that was going to burn more calories. And then of course, I was also doing strength training like four days a week. It's a lot of freaking exercise too much exercise, and at the same time, I wasn't consuming enough calories, certainly nowhere near the amount of protein that I needed in order to build muscle. So basically, my strength training efforts were negated by all the cardio I was doing, and also because I wasn't consuming enough protein to build muscle. So fast forward, I start experiencing, I mean, I shouldn't say start, I mean, probably for the last 10 years that I was doing that, I had so many injuries and my body was always tired, but I just like convinced myself, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, you're not tired, you're not tired, keep going. And I had ankle sprains, I had bone fractures, I had plantar fasciitis, I had, you know, other injuries, like I fractured my ribs, I like everything. I was constantly getting injured. My back, my neck, always had an injury. I felt like I was constantly going to the physical therapist and I thought, gosh, I mean, I didn't really understand why that was happening. To this day, I believe it is because I was never allowing myself to heal because I was doing too much cardiovascular work because I wasn't giving myself the nutrients that I needed to, to repair the body. I wasn't giving myself the adequate sleep that I needed to repair the body and to build muscle. So fast forward to the point where I decided mentally that being in consumer fitness videos was not healthy for me. I was saying things on camera that didn't align with what I knew to be true for me. And even though they might have been true for other people, let me give you an example. Like I remember looking into the teleprompter and reading the line, and you can get these results too by just exercising 30 minutes a day and eating real food. And I was like, wait, I can't. I didn't get these results from doing that. I got these results from killing myself and really restricting my intake. So even if that might be true for somebody else, it just didn't align for me. So I was like, this is no longer healthy for me. And, and again, like some people can get amazing results because maybe they've never done anything before. Maybe they haven't thrashed their metabolism the way I had. But for me, I just knew it was really unhealthy and I felt like I've been given this privilege and this platform to lead other women and I'm getting more and more unhealthy and more and more confused by what am I supposed to be doing? And there's no way in hell, I could have maintained and continued to do what I was doing and or do more. So my belief was like, I just have no clue how this could ever continue and or be healthy. I need to step away from this because if it's not healthy for me, how can it be healthy for others? And, and I need to figure this out. So when I did that, I completely changed my approach to exercise. I started sleeping more. 
I stopped worrying about what my body looked like and, oh my gosh, can I eat food? Because I no longer had to stand in front of a camera and be judged by, you know, tens of thousands or millions of people. Uh, My physique, like as a woman, to be half naked is a really, like, it's a trippy thing. I feel like I've talked about this a lot, but it really did do a number on the way I beat myself up and the way I talked to myself, having been in consumer fitness videos. And again, I don't blame any company. I really don't. It was a lot of things. It was pressure I put on myself. And I think other people do wonderful in those industries and in those situations. It just was not healthy for me. So finally, here I was being able to like just exercise for me. And I started like talking to doctors and looking at research and going like, how much is healthy? What should I be doing? Like if I want to live a really long time, what do I need to be doing? And without a doubt, it was very clear to me that strength training needed to be a priority, number one. And number two, I needed to back off all of the high intensity interval training that I was doing. So I dramatically cut back on the number of hours I was exercising. However, I continued doing my strength training at least an hour, four times a week, sometimes five, and I changed my approach to cardio. So I stopped doing high impact workouts. I continued doing HIIT training, but I was doing low impact HIIT training and probably only doing that like two times a week. And then the other days I was doing steady state cardio and I just started to feel so much better. My body started to heal. I started to be so much happier. But without question, I did start gaining weight. Now, this all was happening at the same moment that I'm going through perimenopause. So my hormones are beginning to shift. I can feel my mood. And I'm also putting on like a few pounds every couple of months, which you're like, well, that's not a big deal. But it is when you're only 5'2". You know what I'm saying? And it is when you're like, you've been so self-conscious about your body. So I've been getting a ton of questions lately about the supplements I take. And I'm always being asked about collagen. Well, first of all, let's talk about why you would even need collagen because some of you might not be supplementing with it. Most of us, our diets are deficient in it. And as we're aging, like with most things, we don't produce as much collagen as we need to. And your body needs it to replenish and to rebuild so that you can have healthier hair, stronger nails. It improves the quality of your skin. But I don't know if a lot of people know what collagen is. So I guess the easiest way to think of collagen is It's basically like the ingredient or like the glue that keeps everything together. I mean, whether you're talking about your blood vessels or your muscles or your skin. And as I said, it's something that we tend to start losing our ability to produce it as we age. So now, obviously, I want one that's a really high quality. I recommend that for you, too. Personally, I like an unflavored collagen. That way, I can mix it in anything I want. I can mix it in with my coffee. More often than not, I actually mix it in with my water. So as you know, in my water bottle, I put in Pure from Organifi and I also use Immunity from Organifi. Those are both kind of citrusy flavored. And so then I can put in something that's non-flavored. And by the way, the collagen, it's not like a protein powder. Like you can't even tell that anything's in there. And when it's non-flavored, you can add it to so many other recipes. For example, I also mix it in with Greek yogurt and powdered peanut butter and a pack of stevia. Uh Uh-huh. And it tastes like peanut butter cheesecake. I'm not even kidding. So the brand that I'm taking for my collagen or have been taking for quite a while is Organifi. And you as a listener of The Shaleen Show get 20% off Organifi, whether you're choosing 
Pure, which is for your brain health or immunity, which is for your immune system or collagen, which is for friggin' everything in your body. Use code Shaleen when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. Again, it's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com for your 20% off. But here's what you need to know. Even though I was putting on the weight, I felt so good about my body. I felt so much happier with how strong I felt. And I think a lot of that had to do with I was fully recovered now. Like, I mean, like I was giving myself rest. My hormones started to become a little bit more balanced because they were so out of whack from all the excessive cardio I was doing and because I was like dramatically restricting my calories. So, and now I'm like eating real foods. So of course I'm starting to feel so much better. The brain fog started to lift. I felt like my ADHD symptoms started to get better. I started to like the way that I looked even though I was putting on a few pounds. And that continued and continued and I started you know, working with a integrative medical doctor to heal my gut biome. I realized I had leaky gut. I realized I was like learning so much about internal health. And I continued to do my moderate cardio, including the HIIT workouts. Then about a year ago, I decided that I wanted to completely stop the HIIT workouts. Like I just had done enough research and listening to other great experts on YouTube or on podcast. And I'm like, okay, my brain says, if I just do low intensity, long duration workouts, MICT, which stands for moderate intensity, continuous training, or you can say zone two cardio, whatever you want to call it. If I do that, there's no way I'm going to burn as many calories. And my body's not going to be as good. Like there was something I believed about the HIIT trainings that like it just feels so powerful. I really thought that that I wouldn't look as strong or as lean. But I decided like what harm do I have? Like all the research can't be wrong. And no matter what, I still was always holding on to like just a little bit of thickness around my midsection, which is very common for women as they enter perimenopause. And at that point, I was postmenopausal. I'm in the after party. So I'm like, okay... I know that this is visceral fat. What can I do to reduce visceral fat? And I've I've done everything else, so I can't do more. What happens if I do less? And what happened is less body fat. Here's what that looked like. I started doing zone two walking, just walking every single day and keeping track of my step count. And at first I was shocked when I looked at my step count at how low it was because I just assumed I was getting a lot more steps than that. But it wasn't until I started tracking, I use an aura ring. I'm not trying to tell you to get an aura ring. Like there's lots of ways you can track your steps. But it wasn't until I looked at mine that I was like, oh my gosh, this is pathetic. I need to get more steps in. I did a whole episode on how you can get more steps in. You can find it on YouTube or on whatever podcast app that you're listening to. And it's ideal, especially for those of you who, if you have a desk job or you live in a place where like the weather just does not permit very often for you to go outside and walk or it just it just feels like it's hard for you to get in that many steps because you're so busy watch or listen to that episode because you're going to hear there's so many different ways you can add additional steps and right now I'm doing this challenge with women where I'm helping them to get more steps in it's crazy like every single response right now like on my phone every single person's like crazy how many more steps I'm getting in i just didn't think about how to do it so i hope that's super helpful to you so i start doing the walking and then i start adding an extra day of strength training. Now listen, 
Do you need to do four or five days of strength training? No, I'm gonna talk to you about a bare minimum. Don't let me forget, I'm gonna write myself a little note here. I will address baseline, like what's the minimum that you should be doing to see great results? But I also wanna just be completely honest and tell you what I'm doing. So I wanted to change my physique. Very inspired by some of the women in their 60s and 70s that I follow on Instagram whose bodies are banging. Like they look so good. I'm like, I want muscle like that. So what I did is I changed my routine to go three days a week hitting legs. Now, two of those days are all legs. The third day, I'll do upper body and lower body. The two other days, so that's total of five, I'm usually doing upper body or sometimes I'm doing upper body, lower body. I'm going to share with you my favorite upper body, lower body workout today at the end of this episode. So if you're listening on a podcast app, be sure to jump over to YouTube. We'll put a link to it below the podcast link so that you can see on YouTube, you can actually see the workout because I think you'll really enjoy that. So I added those extra days. It it really was only one extra day that I I had always lifted for four days. I added a fifth day of strength training. And that's my goal. My goal is to do five days a week of strength training. But I don't freak out if life gets in the way. Like, for example, right now I'm kind of getting over a little bit of the flu that everybody has. So I probably will do two days of strength training this week. Or I I did one day and the rest of the week I'll probably take off just to really let my body heal. So if I set a goal for five and I get in four, it's like, yay. But if I set a goal for four and then I only got in three, I wasn't making the kind of progress that I wanted to. The reason why women over 40 need to focus on strength training is the following. While cardio is really important for our cardiovascular health and of course it burns calories, strength training gives us long-term adaptation, long-term results. What I mean by that is if you're walking and doing cardio, your body's not gonna change. I mean, you might lose weight, but like you're not gonna change body composition typically from doing cardio, not the same way you have the potential to change body composition. And I'm sure this sounds kind of shallow, but like you can change the way you're shaped with strength training. And that's what I was all about. I'm like, I want a booty. I did so much cardio back in the day when I was lifting like crazy. I literally cardioed off my butt. Like my butt was completely flat. And I never had strong quads. I had more cellulite in my 30s and 40s than I do now. And I wanted to change my legs. I wanted more shapely quads. I want to see definition in my thighs. I want strong legs. Like some of the women I was looking at, again, who were in their 60s and 70s. And I'm like, okay, if they can do that, then I can do this. And that was my focus. And that is the beauty of strength training. It offers you long-term growth, meaning you're going to keep getting better and better and better, looking better and better. Strength training leads to increased muscle, which means you've got increased strength, which means you are more capable to handle everything as you age. I mean, don't you want to be stronger? You don't want to be weaker. The weaker you are, the more susceptible you are to all forms of disease. I know you're quite used to hearing me talk about magnesium and how important it is and why so many people don't even realize that they're deficient in it. So today what I thought I would do is list for you the most common symptoms that you might experience if you are deficient in magnesium. So muscle cramps, weird muscle spasms, fatigue, fatigue of like just your whole energy system, nausea or vomiting. I mean, you would have to have a pretty severe case of magnesium deficiency, but if you have like a low level nausea, it might be as a result of you being deficient in magnesium. Muscle weakness, some forms of anxiety and depression, insomnia, like just getting really poor sleep quality, high blood pressure, migraines or headaches, and obviously osteoporosis or weak bones, but I don't think most people 
realize that they have osteopenia or osteoporosis unless you've had a DEXA scan recently. And if you did, then your doctor for sure suggested that you get on magnesium. In my estimation, your best bet when it comes to spending money on a magnesium supplement, get one that has all eight types of magnesium seven or eight types at least, okay? And the one that I use is from Bioptimizer. I'm gonna spell it for you. B-I, by Optimizer, O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com. Bioptimizers.com forward slash Shaleen will get you 10% off their magnesium products. They have capsules. They also have a powder form. Now, when you go to their site, if you don't see the powder form, look for it. I'm not kidding. I prefer the powder form. I know some of you have tried the capsule form, but like, I don't know, I find that the powder form, I'm less digestively sensitive to it. It's easy to just mix it into my water. Bioptimizer, again, is spelled B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash Shaleen. Right now, not only do you get 10% off when you use promo code Shaleen, but they'll also give you a gift with purchase up to two travel size bottles of magnesium breakthrough. So Take advantage of that quickly. This is a limited time offer, depending on when you're listening to this. Again, bioptimizers.com forward slash Shaleen. And as always, the links are in our show description. Ironically, when I left the consumer fitness industry, I did a DEXA scan and was told at that time that I had osteopenia, which is basically my bones were already becoming brittle at age 46. And I was told at that point, all right, I thought I was need to take calcium, total myth. No, you need to take magnesium and you need to do heavy strength training. I'm like, I am doing heavy strength training. Okay, I'll add the magnesium, but I am doing heavy strength training. I am doing all these other things. Why do I have osteopenia? Now, we do know that there is a component of that that is genetic, but I wasn't doing enough weight-bearing exercises. Now, you can do that with cardiovascular workouts too by wearing a weighted vest, but the benefits of changing your physique and improving your bone density happens when we do strength training. By the way, I always have links to all of my research, but a study in 2021 in particular found that strength training for women over 40 was the most effective way for a woman to shift her metabolism and to mitigate the hormone shifts that often lead to increased fat and accumulation. In other words, strength training is one of the most effective ways to decrease your body fat. And that's really important as we age and we start to hold visceral fat, you know, you want to reduce your body fat. And strength training combined with cardio is the best way to do that. Another study by Roberts et al. from 2021 found that engaging in heavy strength training was linked to reduced risk factors for several chronic diseases, including cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and certain cancers. Heavy strength training, and I'm going to define that in just a moment, what we mean by heavy strength training, has been shown to improve glycemic control as well as improve our insulin sensitivity. But the question you're probably asking is, If I have to pick one or the other because I'm short on time, or I want to pick one or the other and just focus on that, which one should I focus on? In my personal opinion, based on these studies, I would say to focus on heavy strength training because of the cardiovascular improvements that we get from lifting. Despite the focus on muscular strength, heavy resistance training also offers cardiovascular benefits. It improves blood pressure, blood lipid profiles, and heart function, contributing to your overall heart health. Strength training. A study by McGuire in 2020 found that strength training relieved symptoms associated with menopause, such as mood swings, weight gain, and sleep disturbances. Are you like sufficiently convinced? I don't have any studies for this, but I can just tell you every single woman I know who regularly does strength training, when we all get together, like when I talk to any of my friends who strength train, they all say like, I can't tell you what it does for my confidence. How much more powerful 
capable, how much younger I feel when I'm strength training. And that's so true. Now, I'm not telling you not to do your cardio work. And if you love doing your long distance running, if you love your HIIT workouts and it's working for you, you should continue doing that. But if it's not working for you, and if you're wondering how to prioritize your time, if you're considering if you should look into strength training, the answer is yes. So again, I do strength training five days a week. Typically, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. It could probably be shorter if I really got to it, but I usually like talk to people at the gym or whatever. Sometimes they go on my phone. So I do that five days a week. And walking, I do every single day. Currently, the only form of cardio that I'm doing every single day is walking. Now, I do intend to throw some HIIT training back into my program, maybe in a month or so, but I really feel like I'm, I'm going to pay attention to how my body responds. We know that HIIT training does increase oxidative stress. And when we are perimenopausal and menopausal, our margin for error is just not what it was when we were in our 20s and 30s. If you know it stresses you out, if you know it's not great for your body, and you know that because your hormones start to get out of whack, you start having poor sleep, you start feeling more tired, you have more injuries. Those are signs that maybe you're not meant for HIIT training. You know, you're taking care of your body and nobody knows what you need the way you do. So let's set all the research aside for just a second and don't get so caught up in like, what is the perfect thing to do based on what Shalene says or based on what Peter Atia says or based on what, you know, insert the name of the person who you're listening to. Ultimately, what works best for you is something you have to figure out. And it is trial and error because we can set the research aside and know that we might be the outlier. And you have to factor in like, what do you like? What feels good? What are your goals? How much time do you have? What is it you're trying to accomplish? For me, I just, I want to age powerfully. I want to age feeling like so freaking strong. I want to age where I've got better muscle than I did in my 30s and in my 40s and even in my 50s. When I'm in my 60s, I plan on having better muscle than I have now. And that's part of the reason why I love strength training because I'm not going to be able to like walk better in my 60s. You know, like you just walk. But I definitely, I know the science proves to us that you can increase and continue to adapt and have muscle growth at each and every year. And I'm excited about that. I love it. It's just one of my favorite things to do. I love going to the gym. I love lifting heavy. Let me define heavy. So heavy means that you're picking up a weight because I'm often asked like, how much weight should I lift? And I could never answer that for you. I couldn't even answer it for myself right now. I couldn't tell you like how much weight specifically I do for each and every exercise. I kind of know generally, but I go over to the weights and if I can do like, you can pick up a weight and you know like, okay, I, I could probably do like 10 or 12 reps. If you get to the 10th or 12th rep and you're like, okay, if someone told me how to do 10 more, I could, then that's not heavy. Here's another little hint. If the weight that you're picking up is coated in pink neoprene, that's not heavy enough. I saw a class the other day. Oh gosh, God bless them. Bless. There's this class of all these women and they were doing lunges with like three pound weights. I'm like, why? 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 Why are we doing that? Like what? Like use your body weight. Okay, fine. Maybe they're doing a, a million reps. I don't know. But I would rather my workouts be shorter and for me to be able to do fewer reps and use a heavier weight. So the when I say heavy, a weight that's so heavy that you can barely finish your 12th rep or 15th rep max. And 
again, I do undulating periodization, which means the way I design my strength training programs is sometimes I'm doing fewer reps and more sets. Like I, I'll go heavier and I'll just do six reps and I'm maxed out by the sixth rep. Or sometimes I go a little bit lighter and I'll do 15 reps or 12 reps, but I'm, I'm really maxed out by that point. Heavy means you're intentionally increasing your strength and power. And I'm often asked like, okay, Shaleen, the strength training workouts that are part of Phase It Up, are those things that people can do at home? Absolutely. I always show you how you can do these workouts at home. But again, to be honest, for me, the goals that I have in terms of strength training, I don't have weights heavy enough at home to reach my goals. So I had to get a gym membership. And I'm telling you that because, again, in the workouts that I create for Phase It Up, I show you how to do it at the gym and or at home because everyone's at a different place and your goals might be different than mine and your objectives and your financial situation. Like maybe you can't get to the gym right now because you've got little ones at home or you just can't afford to, whatever the reason. But you can train in a way that fatigues the muscles, whether you're at home or at the gym. But when we're talking about like really making true strides in your strength, it's about putting together a well-balanced program and understanding how best to train your muscles. And I know many of you have asked me to do a beginner strength training workout, and I promise I'm going to do that. It's coming. I promise. I promise. Thank you for all your feedback because I was like, what does that mean? And you guys gave me so much specific feedback. I really appreciate your feedback. And I am going to create that video for you. But if you're just starting out or you're just getting back into fitness, this probably sounds so overwhelming, like completely unrealistic. All right. So here's where I want you to start. I want you to start with just walking. I want you to start with just doing some low intensity or moderate intensity, continuous training. So riding a bike continuously where you've got your heart rate up between 40 and 60% of your maximum heart rate, or maybe you're doing a Zumba class or you're walking or you're swimming, something where you're using moderate intensity. That's where I want you to start. If you're trying to get in more steps, again, I want to recommend that episode for you, but start by just moving your body. The strength training is something all you need to do is two days a week to start, just two days a week. And ideally, you should do two days a week of full body. So the workout I'm about to share with you, you could do this on Monday and then again on Friday. And that's a wonderful way to start strength training. Once you start like feeling, okay, I'm starting to get stronger, I'm starting to understand how to do these exercises, you could add a third day that's just all lower body. But start by doing full body. In my opinion, that's how you're going to get the most benefit from your strength training workouts. They're shorter, it'll save you time, and you'll hit the full skeletal muscular system. I have to say that slow, otherwise I'm gonna trip over my words. My point is, two days a week of strength training, the rest of the time, just walking, just walk. And you should be doing that every day anyways for the rest of your life. And I know you're like, wait, am I taking a day off? Yeah, you're taking a day off as a strength training, but walking you should be doing every day. We should be doing something physical, even if it's moderate intensity, every single day. Why not? If you want to live powerfully, if you want to live in a way where you can squat and stand up and do all the things you could do when you were younger, you better be moving your body every single day. Thank you for being here. If you want to check out my walking challenge or learn more about Phase It Up, we will pin that below. And as always, your time is the most valuable, precious thing you have. So I'm very honored that you would spend it with me. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.